Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. No, you don't need somebody. As long as you have a proof of concept, like you mm -hmm. said earlier, that's the most important thing. If you understand how to sell it, who your market is, and then uh, how to go at it, no, you don't need somebody that knows that stuff. You can find that person. That person's easy to find. Welcome to Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors. This podcast is designed to help trade contractors run their businesses more efficiently and profitably by eliminating chaos and discovering new growth opportunities. Learn from experts in the trades how to rocket your business to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors. My name is Kathleen. I'm the Director of Sales here at Estimate Rocket, and I am always joined by my very dynamic co-host, Chris Shank. He's the Head of Education and Engagement here at Estimate Rocket. Hey, Chris, how are you? I am doing great. Not snowed in today, but uh, it's getting cold. Oh, my God. Don't say that word. I hate that word. <laughs> <laughs> I live outside of Boston. I work outside of Boston. And as you know, we have snow. So it is the worst time of year as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, it is so exciting. We have such a dynamic guest here for you today. His name is Will Reyes, and he is the owner of Battleborn Painting. He's currently celebrating 10 years in business, which is just fantastic. We tip our hats off to him. He's based out of Reno, Nevada, and he specializes in residential cabinet refinishing and commercial projects. We talk with Will about starting new services in your company. Everyone wants to diversify to some degree so you can make it through seasonal change, economic change, and so you can make more money throughout the year. But there are certain pitfalls that you have to be aware of so you don't lose too much time and money with services that don't really fit your company or make you enough money. We talk with Will about those pitfalls, and he gives some advice to help save some pain for contractors thinking about adding new services. Hi, Will. Welcome to our podcast. It's such an honor to have you with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's, uh, the honor's all mine. Well, I anticipate this is going to be a very um, mm -hmm. interesting conversation and, and very fun. <laughs> we like we like people sure. to come on, on the podcast and just have fun, you know, talk about what new is going on. Um, we want to learn about what's new at Battleborn, what's new in the industry. Obviously, we're going to talk about new services and adding those to your repertoire. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about today. Hey, let's just start out and hear about how Battleborn is doing. What's new for you guys? So Battleborn's doing well. You know, we, um, well, Battleborn painting, I've been painting for 12, 13, coming on 13 years now. Time flies. Um, you know, we've been an actual company for the last 10 years. And then we've been a functioning tax paying company, I think for the last seven or eight years, you know, when I started, I was like, I don't need to do all this and damn the man. And, you know, before I knew it, you know, friends and mentors were like, Oh, you have to get licensed and legit because you're doing so much. And I was opposed against it, but you know, I was making too much money. I knew I was going to get, you know, caught. And so eventually that's how it all started. And so Battleborn Painting has uh, been growing year over year. 
um, even the years that I think we're going to grow, you know, this last year we purposely didn't um, make an effort for growth and we still grew 13%. And so, you know, that was always a plus, you know, a feather in the cap um, for reasons that we needed to uh, kind of reorganize and restructure the way we were doing business. And we still had growth. So we were pretty happy about it. And so this next year, you know, we've got everything set up to be, you know, what we hope to be as a banner year for us. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, we get to talk to a lot of people and I'm always telling our Estimate Rocket customers who want to grow to, you know, to consider adding more services into their repertoire. So tell me in the last couple of years, what have you added for services? Um, so in the last couple of years, we've added uh, a gutter company to our our list of things that we do mm-hmm. and then this year we're watching a nano coatings company um, we work with this company called go nano out of canada really good guys and they have this roof coating that you uh, apply to your roof to extend the, the, the life of your roof wow. the cool thing about this stuff is it's not the typical um, roof max oil that only lasts for five years this stuff is a completely different monster and this stuff lasts for 15 years so we can buy you you know we can buy you another 10 to 15 years depending on the roof condition of your house you know on top of that you know um you could put it on concrete and wood so it's kind of been a real nice fit for our um our structure because you know when we go out to do gutter bids we go oh you know your roof is looking pretty beat up we can add this exactly right And Mm -hmm. and then when we're out there doing you know floor coatings a garage um or a patio coatings uh, estimate, we can go, oh, well, you know, this right here would be a good fit for all this. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's it's just been a really nice addition to our, uh, uh, to our book of things that we do. Right. And now I have a question. Is that, is that roofing material something that you can do on commercial buildings as well? Um, it's, it's strictly for asphalt. asphalt okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's, um, it's, it's more residential. Which okay. Kind of gotcha. Ourselves. Mm-hmm. We do a very small amount of commercial, you know, maybe less than 5%. Okay. So you mentioned that it's nice when you're working on the house and working on gutters to see something else. And, hey, do you need help with that? I've noticed this. And I forget who we were talking to, Kathy. Somebody was talking about adjacent uh, adjacent services, maybe. Mm-hmm. Something that's next to what you're doing. It's very close. It makes sense. So th- what I want to ask you, Will, is w- when you're deciding to add different things like gutters and some of that roof and uh, roof, what would you call it? The roof? Oh, go nano, but it, yeah, it's a roof coating. Roof coating. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're thinking about adding those, there's probably a process you go through to think, does it make sense? Is it going to make us money? Is it going to detract from our other services? Because you only have so much real estate in your marketing and in your sales pitches mm-hmm. to say we do all this stuff. So how do you how do you decide what fits within what you guys can be really good at? What can make you money? What makes sense? How did you decide what was the process? Well, I mean, I mean, I'm a product of my own. Um, I'm, I'm my own wish enemy. You know, I I see ideas. I'm like, let's do it without thinking it through. And our first experience with that was we tried to become a um, a countertop resurfacing company that also did bathtubs, countertops, things of that nature. And we, I just took that and added it as if like I could just do this. And um, it didn't end well for us. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have any of the steps lined out. I made a ton of mistakes. I didn't have a real champion to um, mm. 
to run it. And then, um, you know, it just wasn't going to work. You know, um, the person I was doing it with, uh, ended up quitting. I had to have, uh, you know, the number two in the company, Kristen, take it over. Um, and she did great with it. And she brought it back into the black and got us out of a hole. And then we ended up just deciding it wasn't a good fit for us. You know, okay. our, um, format was more of a one day process and this stuff was a one day process, but the ticket was too small, you know, you pay the same person to answer the phone for a $5,000 ticket as a $250 ticket. So it just right. really wasn't worth it. So that's how I did it wrong. And so then we had our next edition, which was with um, four coatings. We took our mistakes that we learned from the cannot resurfacing, and then we applied that to that. Um, I was partnered with a company called Pentec, who's an excellent company. I can't say enough great things about them. If you are a painter, or you're just a person that wants to get in the coatings business, Pentec is probably one of the best companies you can ever get into business with. These guys will literally hold your hand from start to finish on how to run a functioning, um, profitable business. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't say enough positive things about the guys over there. Scott Wire, my rep, Sean Quintel. These are all great guys. and They are mm -hmm. literally out there just to make sure you are profitable. Um, that being said, our relationship with Pentank ended because we wanted to go one direction and they were like, hey, you know, we really want you to work in our box. And um, if anybody knows me, that doesn't really work with me. So, um, You're no not a box there. kind of person, right? <laughs> I am definitely not in the box. I color outside the lines, but I can't say enough positive things. If you've got painters out there that want to get into coatings and they just don't have enough information or they don't have the resources or the mentors, Pentec is an excellent resource to call them up and go, hey, I'm thinking about this. And they have these, mm -hmm. I mean, they just have literally every system set up for you to go in there and start being profitable from day one. Mm -hmm. And so we took what they taught us because we were in need of that help. And they came in with, a, I mean, just a huge list of things that we needed to learn and helped us out. And then we took that and then we decided we want to be a gutter company as well. And we applied all those teachings to the gutter company, made some mistakes in the beginning there because, you know, mm -hmm. I'm an ignorant um, ignorant and um, uh, prideful fellow. And, you know, uh, as, as most guys think, we have all the answers and then you have to have a conversation with yourself. And, know you, <laughs> and you have to, you know, stop and say, hey, do I want to keep losing money or do I want to just shut up and learn from somebody who does, who's making money? And so, you know, we had these mistakes that we learned and, you know, I, mean, right. I can tell you all the wrong ways to make, uh, to lose money. I can tell you all the wrong ways how not to do something uh, because I'm a person who likes to learn from my own mistakes. It's just who Isn't I learned. how we learn though. I mean, a process of elimination. Exactly. You know, in, in chess, I, I tell people you have to lose a ton of games to start learning and, and not, I'm not saying that's your fallback to say it's okay. If you lose, no, you have to plan a lot of losses mm -hmm. to win. Cause you need to learn these patterns of what, what does a loss feel like? What are all the different ways things can go wrong? And isn't that a lot of life is process of elimination? Yeah, we want to learn from other people so we don't get hurt so much in the process. But this is part of what we're asking you about is, you know, you, you do have to make some mistakes. So how do you minimize mm -hmm. those losses maybe during that whole process? But how do you find your way through that to the right to the right path without getting hurt too bad, I guess, is the real question. I, could, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think what you just said is exactly how I learn and how I do things. And so mm -hmm. what I do now is try to explain everything to everybody. Like when people ask me these questions, I'm like, Hey, take it from me. I've already paid thousands and thousands and thousands <laughs> of dollars in mistakes. Right. This lesson is free for me to you. If you just, you don't have to do anything I tell you to do, but if you listen to the things that I say, don't do, you're going to be okay. 
because mm. those are what cost me the money. You know, it's all the things that I'm like, don't do it like this. Don't try to, you know, be a, a, a hero and do all the jobs at once. Don't try mm-hmm. to do everything yourself. You know, once I learned these lessons, it's, and you can never get me to go back to try to do any of these things again, but I had to learn those lessons on my own because I'm just an idiot, you know, like that, you know, I'm an egotistical, I got a lot of pride, a lot of bravado, you know, I'm one of these guys, like, I'll just do it myself. I can do it. And the reality is, is that you need a team of people to help you be successful. And those are my lessons that I learned through the way. And so we took our gutter company. It was the last thing we added. Um, you know, first six months we had, our first three months, we lost money every day. And then mm-hmm. the latter, the next three months, we figured out the recipe that was going to be successful for us. And then we've been making money at it hand over fist ever since for two years now. Well, and I want to say, Will, is that your your um, behavior is so typical of us entrepreneurs. You know, I am, I am balls to the wall. Let's try this. And then I have a bunch of people standing behind me saying, Whoa, Kathy, whoa, let's do proof of concept. Let's see if that really works. Um, So I understand where you're coming from when you say all that. Um, So, but what I'd like to ask is, you know, sitting here with us today, the payoff. Let's talk about that over all the years of trying and experimenting and seeing where you land on a particular venture. How would you reflect on that today? Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy where we're at right now, you know, especially okay. with the last 24 months of, of growth and, and restructuring the way we do things. Um, you know, I mean, I, I was like you guys, like I told you, I was a cowboy, everything I did, you know, mm-hmm. I go to my team and be like, hey, we're going to do this. And they'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then they're the people that go, OK, well, how are we going to do this? I'm like, we're just going to do it. We're, we're just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And now it's when I bring an idea. Everyone's like, OK how are we going to do it? And I go, I don't know. We got to figure it out. And they go, okay, well, we're going to need, we're going to need 90 days to even think about this. And then we're going to need six months to show you how we can might do it. And then we're going to need nine months to think, you know, to, to, to look at, at an answer of, okay, this is, you know, uh, plausible. This is going to be something we can do. So it's the step back that you take now, as opposed to like, you just said like, Hey, we're going to do this. Let's go. And then everyone's looking at you and you look behind you like, what's wrong guys. But why are you coming with me? Well, but like, I'm right. thrilled that your team, is is brave enough to stand up to you and say hey look we have a list of questions that we need to check off for proof of concept that this is truly going to work and i think that's so important um but you're on the right track because i know the companies with us that say they come in in a million million and a half six years later they're at 25 million in revenue annually year over year and that's exactly what they're doing is they're adding additional service into their repertoire and yeah i know i know you say commercial is little but you know that's still an area down the road if you decide you wanted to build upon because that's a broad scope right you've got your commercial buildings that are office buildings like ours they're two stories you know nothing massive and it's almost like painting repainting or repairing a big home yeah. um, versus skyscrapers i i realize that that's a whole other um oh, yeah. league of commercial if you will mm-hmm. with, with um equipment and all that so yeah i agree uh, i agree with you 100 percent on that i, I say mean, bravo yeah yeah you know, I've never been one of those people that wants to conquer the world or or, or do, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, I've always mm-hmm. just been a small 
kind of a person, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy doing, you know, uh, I think our painting division does just a little over a million two, maybe mm -hmm. I think this year, million three. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have the numbers just yet. We haven't crunched them out yet, but I, I know last we looked at, we were over a million two. And so the last, you know, I think six weeks we would have got over that maybe an extra hundred thousand on that. Mm -hmm. but I've never wanted to be a massive paint company, you know, because um, it's just never been something I wanted to just focus on, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's why we, we've always just been a company that diversifies, you know, I mean, we are a paint company and, you know, we do refinish cabinets and we treat that as its own monster and we do floor coatings, which it's its own entity and gutters, it's its own entity. And then the nano coating is its own entity. And so we don't treat any of those things as the one thing that we do as a painting company. We treat them all as their own individual identities. And so I think that's been really successful for us. And the reason why we do that is because I don't want to be a big paint company. I don't care if someone comes to me and says, because in the painting world, you might as might not know this, but every painter you've ever met is the best painter ever. You know, I can't tell you how many times I met a painter and they're going to, they want to tell you how much better they are. I'm the best. I can spray better. I can cut gold. I can do this. And, you know, I'm like, okay. Or then you meet a lot of the guys who are like, well, I do uh, a million with this much profit and gross. And then you, uh, two million, five million. I've never been one of that guy that, that cares. You know, I never want to be a big king company. You right. know, I mean, collectively, we do pretty good as far as numbers go, but I never mm -hmm. want to be a massive paint company because I like to spread out and hedge my bets. And that's not for everybody, but I think if you're looking for some growth that can protect you from this or that, I think, you know, offering a variety of things is definitely the way to go about that, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, so. and it also helps you with the seasonality of any particular uh, trade that you're working on. So agreed, you know, like our painting is slow interior is going all right, but you know, uh -huh. our garage floors are still every day mm -hmm. because those inside the garage, you know, we open it up, we, we, we grind it out, we get it all ready and we shut the door and work inside, you yeah. know, our gutters, our gutter company works, you know, pretty much all the time unless right. it snows like it did today. And then, you know, they're taking the next day or two off, but other than that, those guys mm -hmm. keep going while painting slow. And then the summer season, you know, gutters slow down and painting takes off. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you're really, you've really mastered that whole seasonality with having additional trades. I don't know if I mastered it, but we've been, you know, we, you know, we, we definitely, it's been a lot easier to, it's been a lot easier to function as a business when you still have money coming through the door, you know? Right. Like right. Paying, like, okay, yeah. I'm just going to. How about we say your master ring will make it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the journey. A work in progress. Now. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been a lot easier to function as a business the last two years with more income coming in that wasn't dependent on painting jobs. Because, I mean, you can, I mean, I, I've had this conversation until I'm blue in the face. <clears throat> you got people that want to tell you, oh, you got to sell your jobs in just, you know, January. and uh, Excuse me. You got to sell your uh, January and February and December jobs in the summertime. Okay, cool. But then when those times come, you know how many times people call us up and go, oh, you know what? We want to save this money for Christmas. Exactly. We're going to wait till spring. Mm, and right. there's just a number of excuses people come up with. You know, they sound, it sounds great in the summertime when they're making all this overtime money. And then all of a sudden, you know, winter hits, they're like, mm, we're going to hold off on this. Mm. So you have to account for those things. You know, we try to sell as many jobs and we're do, we do well, but we're not right. into the season of like, the hand over fist like it is an exterior season so you know i mean yeah we can have that conversation to sell the winter jobs in the summertime but there's always that margin of of, of people going to cancel regardless of what you say or do you exactly know? and yeah. i love hearing that because it's certainly a pearl of, of wisdom for anyone who's listening 
Um, you well, know, you know, a lot of times you hear these things online and you always got these guys that want to sell you their system or this and that, and they're going to beat <laughs> it into you. You got to, you got to sell them in the summertime. Okay. Okay. I will. But then what happens when Christmas comes, you know, or, right. you know, an election hits or right. know, a COVID hits. And so you're just like, yeah, you got to roll with a bunch. So I get it, but I don't, I just don't, I mean, I've been painting 13 years, you know, I don't, I've just, I've done everything and I've worked for people and I've just seen it. Like, this is when people slow down, you know, you're going to get guys like, oh, we're busy. Sure you are, but you're not as busy as you are in the summertime. Exactly. Exactly. And even people that live in places like Nevada or Florida or Texas, there's still a little bit of seasonality thrown in there just because I don't want you in my home. You know, it's the holiday time and I don't want Mm -hmm. contractors painting or, or disrupting my beautiful decorations. And I can certainly understand that. So you know, That's if the truth you, about it. Exactly. And if you can figure out that rhythm and plan around that rhythm, then, you know, you're really, you're really uh, maximizing all of your efforts in your team and the 12 month calendar that you have to deal with. Yeah. And we're still learning that, you know, we're still learning. <laughs> I mean, we, we do as much as we can to make sure it's on point, but I mean, I'm not too proud to say I have a master date or, you know, and then we have, you know, we have weeks where it's just, damn, it's slow. And so yeah. you take those weeks and you clean the shop and, you know, make sure all the bands are running right. Or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Hey, come to my house and paint this stuff. My wife doesn't like it. Oh, that's um, a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> if I was married to a painter, that's what I would do. Yeah. My wife had my guys here for a little over a week last year because she just wasn't oh. happy with the house anymore. And so they came in and painted it all up. And, nice. You know, it's you know you do what you can so right that's what it is right so you strike me as a guy you you talk about your pride and ego and stuff but you're also very vulnerable to tell people like here's where i went wrong here's Mm -hmm. where i hit pain uh and maybe maybe you're actually your pain tolerance is probably pretty high (laughs) that's that's probably why you're not so risk averse and you go out and you try things you get started you make sure ideas hit the ground early and often and a lot of people may be a little bit more you know, risk averse than that. And mm-hmm. and so they listen to you to save them some pain. So, you know, um, although yeah. there is, go ahead, what are you going to say? No, no, I agree. Oh. I agree with you. So there is a learning process. There's some things you have to learn on your own, but let, let's talk about saving people some pain. If you had to say, here's a few simple steps um, that contractors can take to make sure they're profitable in new services. Obviously you have when money's coming in, but how do you go after the things that you're more likely to be profitable in and keep around? What, what would you say a, a few keys would be there? So for us, it was something. Um, so we, what we realized was um, to add another service, it should be something that you already see every day. So mm-hmm. for instance, we didn't see countertops every day. We didn't see resurfacing bathtubs every day. That's not something we saw as a company. So, I mean, could we have been a profitable, successful? We were at the end there, but we ultimately decided it wasn't for us. And how much is your time worth? That was the other thing too. You know, was our time worth it and it wasn't. So countertops and bathtubs, and I've got a guy, you know, a bunch of guys in the forums, they talk about adding it. And for us, it was a waste of time because that customer wasn't a painting customer. So I never saw that person. You know, um, for us, a good customer was a gutter customer because probably 80% of the houses we see around here needed gutters mm-hmm. um, or repairs or they needed cleaning. So we already saw that person. And then when you would talk to them, be like, oh, well, I have gutters coming or, you know, I got to get new gutters. We're going to pull these off. Can you guys pull these off? And so it was just an easy sale. So if you're going to add a service, make sure it's a service that you already see. 
So if you already see gutters, gutters was the perfect one for us. You know, it couldn't have been a better fit because although those are two different customers, a lot of the times, a good 20 or 30% of the time, they're the same customer. So right. somebody whose houses we need to repaint, they're like, oh, I have to get new gutters. Oh, well, we do gutters as well too. Okay. Well, now that becomes, you know, a client that buys twice from you. So mm-hmm. if you're going to add on another service, find something that you already see every day. You know, right. I got a brother that crushes it at window cleaning and, um, that's just something that they do, you know, on some of his bids, they build it in. So his window cleaning company is already making money and some of it, he sells as a separate service. And so he just does well. And and I just want to say something to you. I live outside of Boston. Do you know, you cannot find a good window cleaning company. You can't. Doesn't surprise me. It's crazy. And I'm researching it and researching it and there's really nothing out there. So it it's very surprising to me when I need something done and I can't find a contractor to help me. Um, well, and that's that's the thing too. So a lot of window cleaners, mm-hmm. they're, gutter, they're gutter cleaning companies. So oh. in that part of the country, you know, uh, Ned Stevens, they do, I don't know, I think 300,000 jobs a year and they just do gutter cleaning. And so a lot of companies wow. they buy out are... Uh, window cleaning and gutter cleaning companies because they don't want to install gutters. They just want to clean them. So they do window cleaning and gutter cleaning. Wow. That's so awesome. Our, yeah. I was going to say, what about having somebody on your team that knows gutters or knows window cleaning or whatever it is you're thinking about adding? Yeah, you see it all the time. Is there something you, you say, I want to start with some knowledge of that? Or do you feel like having a handle on knowing how to find that person makes a big deal too, or was that not material for you in this whole process? Um, so that's, that's two answers for me. It's yes and no. Yes. Because the person who was, I had hired this kid knowing the whole time I was going to have him running gutters. Um, but I had him doing garage floors, um, you know, kind of earn some stripes. And then he came to me and was like, Hey, we should start a company. Um, he came from a good family. I knew his mom. You know, I always known he was going to run the gutter side, but he got smart and came up with some money and said, it's partner. And I said, okay, let's do it. So it was really easy there. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we added the nano coating, I don't know anything about roofing. It was just something I knew I was going to sell. So I knew I didn't need to get anybody that knew roofing. You know, I'm not too worried about that because, you know, really at the end of the day, we're becoming basically a marketing and sales company. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be hard for us to find someone that's roofing and pay them well to champion that product for us. I just got been to get lucky with the gutter side that Eric already knew mm-hmm. gutters. And that's what his true love was anyways. And so it worked out that he wants to run the gutters. So we do all the back office, all the, you know, SEO, all the, all, all the computer stuff, all the, the booking and the scheduling. And he just goes out and sells and schedules the job. So it was really good for us on both ends right there. But to answer that question to a direct, no, you don't need somebody. As long as you have a proof of concept, like, you said Mm -hmm. earlier that's the most important thing if you understand how to sell it who your market is and then uh how to go at it no you don't need somebody that knows that stuff you can find that person that person's easy to find Mm -hmm. i mean that opportunity is not something that everybody sees every day so you put it out on indeed you'll get plenty of hits for that and you just interview as you go okay all right back up a minute so Mm -hmm. let's share that information with everyone because we have a lot of estimate rocket um community people that that listen to all these podcasts. So when you're looking for a contractor to do something, you feel comfortable using Indeed. Um, yeah, for applicants, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, great. Yeah, so I didn't us. realize that service contractors will go onto Indeed to um, promote their resume and and look for a job with a company. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. We get hit up all okay. the time. You know, okay. I mean, I think we put out an ad out um, I think last Friday, and I think we saw like 40 applicants come in, you know, all That's with experience. amazing to me. Yeah. Wow. 40 yeah. applicants in one day. But, you know, um, but through the weekend, you know, it was Friday, and then okay. Monday morning we looked at it. And okay. then, um, gotcha. You know, I, hmm. I read, I went through all the applicants uh, Tuesday. And then uh, out of all, you know, like 40, but out of 40, you know, we looked at six and then uh, three answered and took our interview request. So, okay. I mean, you know, take that for what it is, less than 10%. But, I mean, it's, you know, and out of that three, we might get one. I mean, I was, okay. And are you interviewing these people online or are they coming to your office? No, we haven't come in the office. There's a whole process to be in it. Okay. It's not like they right. come in and talk to me. There's like a whole, I mean, we have a whole list of questions we have to ask in certain okay. sequence. We okay. like to see how they dress, how they talk, their vernacular, you know, if their hands are cleaned, their fingernails are trimmed, is the hair brushed, was it put up, is it putting down, is it braided? Like there's a whole thing. There's a whole science behind it. Okay. We right. have to go through. And, and if you um, had to say three warning signs, that someone might not be a good candidate for your company. Um, I'd love for you to share that on this podcast today. Um, three warning signs is, you know, if their clothes are unkept. Um, that's that's the biggest one for me. Um, if they're late to the interview. Um, you know, I can even deal with them being late because um, most of the people that we come through have kids and we usually, we, okay. we interview usually at lunch or in the morning. So, and then we purposely do that kind of thing um, because I know that's when people are the busiest. So I'm like, are you looking to make time for this position? Are you looking, you know, are you looking to leave your job for lunch for an interview? So we're looking to do that stuff on purpose. But, you know, our biggest one is like, if your clothes are kept, um, I'm not too worried about tardiness because usually people are only a minute or two late and I can deal with that. Okay. Um, and then, but usually when they walk in, I let them know it's not acceptable. On their interview, I'm okay with it, but for work, it's not acceptable. We don't okay. have people being tardy for work or coming in for our meetings. Um, that was the biggest one. Um, you know, um, if they don't look at you in the eye, that's another okay. big one because then I can't utilize you. You know, we can't. Um, and um, probably the last one I would say is, um, you know, how they shake your hand. Right. You know, if they don't shake your hand with confidence, that's not the person for us. Like I can tell you right now, if you walk in and you give me a limp handshake, the interview's already over. Yeah, I, I have to say to you as a woman, I tend to have a really firm grip because that's mm -hmm. just my nature. Um, and I shake so many men's hands, right? In in business. But when a guy gives me his hand and it's not even open, it's kind of closed. Um. And it mm -hmm. has no strength to it. It is. It's a turn off for women anyway. It's like, ooh. You know, <laughs> I agree with you. You know, shaking hands is, is I mean, it, you know, it should be taught to you. And if you're taught, you should learn it. I mean, right. I can't tell you how many times when I tell people, like, well, how do you shake a hand? I'm like, it's pretty simple. You hit web to web, right? You don't come in and get the fingertips. You make sure your web touches his web. Two hands closed. Yeah. Confidence, not competition, confidence. And you two two pumps. Yeah. That's it. It's three steps. And you go all I can't in, tell you how many right? times I've told people yeah. that. Like web to web, two pumps yeah. and confidence, not competition. Because yeah. you get guys <laughs> that want to squeeze your hand, you know, and you know, you get somebody. You don't want to stop the blood flowing. <laughs> right. And I can't tell right. you how many times I've gotten people that shake my hand that are trying to crush it. And so you can't see me. Um, you've never met me. Oh, I don't know if you've ever met me. I think we might have met once, um, but you might not remember. But I'm a pretty big guy. 
Yeah. And so, you know, I'm over 250 pounds. And so mm-hmm. when people try to, you know, crush my hand, I usually just jerk them into me. And then, you know, <laughs> I, like, you sure you that, that? I just yank them on in. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, Will, everyone is taller than me. When I used to wait outside the kids' school to get them at the end of the day, I think it was after they were in the fourth grade, (laughs) everyone was taller than me. I don't know what kind of milk they were drinking, but everyone is tall these days. So I'm only 5'2". So yeah, yeah, you're just I have to look up to everyone. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you're going to meet my beard. So I mean, you'll look right at it. So, that's okay yeah, that's beard. fine with me yeah you know you might they might come in as bangs on you or something <laughs> well let me ask you one quick question before we end here um sure. you had mentioned you knew that that um you, it, some of these things weren't worth your time the kitchen countertop or bath whatever it was right. and you kind of have to know what your time is worth so is there any comment there about people making sure they know what your time is worth in doing some research research to say you have to end up knowing what that the time in that project is worth and be able to compare the two. I mean, do you think people are prepared to do that? Um, no, I think what happens typically with painters, you know, because most painters, the reality is we're not a business savvy uh, type of person. You know, we're mostly blue collar painters. You know, I mean, most of the painting companies that you guys interact with, I'm sure are blue collar guys that started out as painters, wanted to have their own company, want some freedom, but they don't want a boss. So most of the painters I meet, I'd probably say 90% fall in that category, right? So the business intelligence isn't there. Me included was a you know a, a fool. So the biggest problem that I was running into is I was like, oh, look at this shiny thing. Like I can make money here. Like I can do this, I could do this. And you come to find out like that shiny thing is just a fugazi, it's not real. So if you're gonna add a service on there, you got to understand yeah. what your time is worth, right? You're not looking at the dollar signs, you know, because right. we get sold. We hear that, oh, you're going to do a million or you're going to do half a million or whatever it's going to be. That's not worth your time. You got to make sure if you're going to go into something that your time is spent working, um, operating the business, not doing the business. And I think too many times painters go, I can do that too, or I can do that too. You know, floor coating is another great one that's good for painters too, but because it falls into our skill set. The problem is, is you can't grind out every floor and code every floor. You have to run your business. Right. So asking yourself what your time is worth is the biggest question in the mirror that you have to ask. And for us and the way we operate and our system is, you know, mm-hmm. everything we do is one day operations. And we don't do a two day floor. We do a one day floor. We don't do a two day house. We do a one day house, you know, so all the things that we do had to fall under a day under X amount of hours. And that's how we found out our, our worth. So that's was our recipe. You know, we don't, we're, we're not at somebody's house for two days. You know, if an average house takes us seven hours per man, that's six mans. So everything we do from there on out has to fall under the umbrella. And that's how we got our number. And like, okay, this is what we're worth. This is what we're going to make. This is the absolute minimum. So anything we add has to fall under that umbrella. So that's how okay. we figured it out for us. Right. You know, does that answer your question, Chris? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It does mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Too many times guys look at the shiny project or they they, they, they get sidetracked by a, uh, a Facebook ad for somebody selling them, I can do this and I can do that. I've, I've yet to see any of these things come to fruition. You know, all these marketing companies, all these extra add-ons for your service, you know, it's until you figure out what time is worth for you and then you can actually do it. And this stuff is all garbage, man, you know. So your advice seems to be, you know, certainly consider adding more services into your company, but do take the time to 
uh, spend on due diligence and researching to make sure that that's exactly what you want to be doing and adding into your company. Correct. We morphed from just a painting company and mm -hmm. started becoming a company that we needed to realize we needed to add widgets. So if you're looking to add another service to your painting company, you're essentially looking to add another widget that you can plug out. So you unplug painting and plug in this other widget. And if you can plug that in and it still functions, then that's what you want. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have to plug something in and restructure everything you do and the way you do it, that's not what you want. And that's what too many painters right. fall into. And we had those problems too, you know, at the beginning with um, uh, the coatings, you know, um, we wanted to be all the fences. We want to do all the decks, you know, none of that stuff was, was worth our time. After we found out we had to redo our whole system, you know, painting a fence is different, completely painting from uh, staining it and then completely different from painting a house. And it just wasn't worth the money. So right. once we realized that our system only works with a proper cog, that's that's when we took off. Things started getting better. We started making money. We started growth. I mean, everything was a lot easier to work with because all I was adding in was another widget. We didn't change how we answered the calls. We didn't change how we scheduled the jobs. We didn't change the way we ran our job sites. Mm -hmm. um, everything fell into place. So if you're going to add another something, make sure the widget fits mm -hmm. and you don't have to change the way you're operating your business. That's the best piece of advice I can give. Yeah, that's fantastic mm -hmm. advice, actually. What, what great information. I would love to have you back because I think there's so much more in your brain that we need to do a brain dump into this sure. rocket community because they're always, sure. they listen to these podcasts and they feed off of them. So yeah. um, you're a wonderful guy. And are you going to be live at going to any trade shows this year? Any expo? Um, there's a, I'll be at the roofing show in, in Vegas at the end of this month. Okay. Or is it the beginning of February? Yeah, I think it's the very first of February. Okay. I'll be there with Donano helping those guys out, you know, mm -hmm. and then I'll be at the PCA. And okay. then I, yeah. Will, you come, the will you come to our booth? We're booth number 801 and we'll yeah. be at the PCA. You can't miss us because we're right up front, but I would love to see you. You know, we'll be, we'll be, whatever customers are there, we'll be taking them out for lunch or for dinner and, you know, we'd love for you to join us and we chit chat and laugh like a, a ton. Time. So it's almost like these podcasts, you know, we just have fun and laugh. I'm glad it sounds like something I would, yeah, I definitely do that. Um, and I won't miss you. You'll go by the aisle and if you don't see me, I'll jump right over to you. Yeah, so. it's, I, I get, I, yeah, I get those a little bit. Yeah. Thank you so much, Will. Thanks for having me. Rocket Your Business for Trade Contractors is brought to you by Estimate Rocket, makers of the top sales and job management software for contractors. Manage the chaos and rocket your business to the next level. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.